Hey, bud, coming back, yeah. Let's see what's going on. Man, what a bummer that motherfucker Diaper Donald is still running around free. The fuck. So he can incite more. It's, a, it's like they want him to be free so they can... So he can continue fucking ruining this country. Let's see here. Stream seven hours ago. Chaos agents. Trump and GOP threaten us all with total chaos. Close it with devastating confessions on live TV. That sounds. I'll see here. Former FBI agent Stroke Strock exposes Trump's legal peril. That sounds cool. Trump reaches total desperation as prosecutors something or other. What did I not see? Are you missing some straw? Oops. Chaos agents. Uh, Trump and GOP threaten us all with total chaos. This deal from Dr. Squatch is actually <coughs> Dr. Squatch is having a deal right now. Complete chaos on Political Capitol Hill as Republicans refuse to fund the government and are in a full revolt against Kevin McCarthy, That's the weakest crazy. speaker of the House in America. Two days history. before the fucking government shut down. Just trying to, you know, Kevin McCarthy's response set the first impeachment hearing against President Biden for September 28th, two days before the Give government shut down the Republicans. Shut down also Donald Trump attacking, quote, liberal Jews on Rosh Hashanah, posting QAnon memes as well and praising Vladimir Putin. We'll compare that to President Biden at the United Nations, where Biden gave a powerful speech standing up against Vladimir Putin. Also, Rudy Giuliani sued by his lawyers for $1.36 million. Michael Cohen warned you, duty, Rudy. Shut down the Republican Party and lock up insurrectionist, traitor, and terrorist Trump. Giuliani, Giuliani failed to pay his legal bills. I guess Giuliani, uh -huh. being a little teapot idiot. short and stout, an didn't cut it anymore and didn't pay the bills. Also, Lauren Bober blames her eccentricity and liberals for her behavior blowing vape smoke on attendees acting loud and rude and engaging in sex acts at a public theater theater performance of Beetlejuice in Denver. It's like weirdo fascist mad lips and also Jack Smith <laughs> got his hands on devastating evidence in the case involving Donald Trump's theft of classified government <laughs> records. Trump's former assistant Molly Michael informed Smith that Trump would use classified documents as a notepad and he told Michael <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. 
and he told Michael, you don't know anything about these documents after the FBI search. Folks, this is political beatdown. I've been myself. Cohen, I, I don't know. You, you tell me. Those are real stories. That's what's going on in our country. I mean, this is like a big episode of South Park. I mean, you can't make this up. He's using class. He's using classified documents as a member. In the case involving Donald Trump's theft of classified government records. Trump's former assistant, Molly Michael, informed Smith that Trump would use classified documents as a notepad, and he... ...told Michael... <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. And he told Michael, you don't know anything about these documents after the FBI search. Folks, this is political beatdown. I've been myself. Michael Cohen, I, I don't know. You, you tell me. Those are real stories. That's what's going on in our country. I mean, this is like a bad episode of South Park. I mean, you can't make this up. He's used it. Class. <laughs> He's using classified documents as a memo and a to-do list. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stoop as a memo and a to-do list. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stupidity of if you... If you were this, if you were the greatest writer in the planet, right? You could not make up something stupider than that. The guy takes top secret documents from the White House, turns around and decides that he's not going to return them, but nevertheless uses them as a to-do list, you know. And then, of course, telling uh, Molly uh, not to disclose that he has them. You know nothing about any boxes. Once again, it's the way Trump acts as a mob boss. How many times did I say to members of Congress during these congressional hearings that Donald Trump speaks like a mob boss? How many times did I refer back and say he would say, you know, Michael, there's no, there's no, there's no Russia. No Russia, Russia, Russia. There's no Russia. And so what he does is the same thing as he's telling them, there's no boxes, there's no boxes. And then if you had an opportunity to listen to his interview on uh, Meet the Press, that was just classic. Donald Trump lying, getting caught in the lie, and then trying to spin the lie, where he's talking about the videos. There's no videos. They're mine. I didn't even have to if I didn't want to give them. No, no, no. Opie Donald. Here's the deal. You do have to give them when you are subpoenaed by whether it's Congress, whether it's by a special counsel, whether it's by the court. When you are subpoenaed, you are required by law 
to turn it over. You know, one of the things, Ben, as you know, so many of the brigaders have you know been a part of the GoFundMe, and I want to give you a very quick update where we are at. It is truly incredible. Normally, a plaintiff is the one that's pushing a case forward as quickly as possible, but not Donald. Nope. We are now going, and we have another motion before the court in order to get an exact location as to where the October 3rd court-ordered deposition is to take place. You know, we wanted to do it either at a hotel, we wanted to do it at my attorney's office, we wanted to do it at the court, someplace, of course, where, you know, Trump can turn around and say that he's, um, you know, that he's comfortable, that there won't be any uh, attacks, and, you know, that's the right thing to do. And so we're prepared to do it. Unfortunately, his lawyer still to this moment has not provided us with a location or several locations for us to choose from. If not, it will be up to the court to make that determination. On top of that, we received a whole bunch of the discovery documents, unfortunately for Alejandro Brito, who's got a very, very difficult client on his hands. And of course, I know this firsthand. The funny thing with Brito is that they provided documents pursuant to the discovery um, that's just not complete. And how do I know it's not complete? Because I have a whole bunch of those documents that all of the various different congressional emails on my old uh, Trump org email account. Well, we, I then provided them to my counsel so that they could provide them to the court to show that the discovery that they were required to do, uh, to do as far as, you know, the computer. Little technical difficulties there with Michael Cohen. Um, one of the things Cohen was referring to, of course, is a motion to compel both Donald Trump's deposition, which is scheduled for October 3rd, as well as to compel Donald Trump to turn over additional documents and additional records. One of the things I wanted to point out as well, and we'll get the update from Cohen when uh, he returns, though, is Cohen compared Donald Trump in the way Donald Trump speaks to the mafia. And the MAGA Republicans, in turn, use that language over and over again. We're joined by Michael Cohen. I want to get you the update in a second, Cohen. Wait, I got to tell, tell you what. I got to tell you what just happened. Right? This is this is crazy. As uh, you know, that the United Nations. I live here in Manhattan, and I'm in the Midtown area. Well, Biden just left the area that he was at, and so they jammed all of the signals in, and all of the Wi-Fi, which I find truly amazing. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that? But I was saying, you know, with Alejandro Brito, so now we have most, we have four different motions pending before the court that hopefully we receive an answer uh, sometime this week. It's, it's just the most amazing thing when a plaintiff is delaying their own case. 
And of course, you have to understand the reason why he's doing this, because the case is fraught with frivolity and with nonsense, and uh, I certainly uh, believe that the court and anybody that takes a look at this case uh, could see right through this. So in terms of the motion that you have filed, you have, there's a motion to compel Donald Trump to provide you with very basic information, like the location of where the deposition is going to take place and the time. So that's one motion. Another motion that's pending is to compel the production of documents and to provide a more fulsome understanding of what search terms were run and how this corpus of documents was even produced because you know at a bare minimum that you have in your custody and control a set of documents that he has not turned over that would be in his custody and control and so therefore when you cross-reference that you go look if i know you're not turning over those records and they're responsive there is a whole complete other grouping of documents that you're not turning over and this reminds me of how MAGA Republicans use and abuse our court system. I mean, just think about how Rudy Giuliani was handling the case. Granted, Giuliani, in that case, was at least a defendant in the Ruby Freeman, Shay Moss uh, matter. Even look at how the guy, the InfoWars guy, right? They, because Alex, Jones, they're yep. in, Alex Jones. Because they're in these MAGA bubbles that represents a small cross-section of radicalized people who want to defund the FBI and hate the judiciary, they extrapolate that they are above the law and engage yep. in this conduct, and they don't participate in discovery, they don't turn over records, and then when the court says, you know what, you're being sanctioned, because like all litigants, you have to produce discovery. You have to go through the steps in a litigation. Then what do they do? It's a liberal judge. It's a Clinton appointee going after me. It's this judge going <laughs> after me. And then they just whine and blame, oh, it's a whole conspiracy to get me. No, just turn over the records. Produce the evidence, you moron. You sued Michael Cohen for 500 million dollars. You hauled Michael Cohen into court. You served him where he lives and made him go and have to defend himself. I know how proud you are, Michael Cohen. It was not easy. We talked privately about it, but I'll breach those private confidences for a moment and just talk about how difficult it was for you to have to come on this show and others to say, I need some money to support my legal defense because I've been sued and thankfully the brigaders and other people came through for you. That's not easy for you to have to do that. So you brought on lawyers, you filed a motion to dismiss, you set his deposition, and the whole time in a case he brought, he's been whining and whining. I can't do it. I can't do it. This is His lawyer literally argued it would embarrass him and harm his reputation. That didn't work. So they said, okay, well, he's actually going to invoke his Fifth Amendment. Where I thought he said only the mafia invokes the Fifth, but he may invoke the Fifth. So they had to call in a criminal defense lawyer. And that lawyer's daughter-in-law, a daughter's getting married. It was just excuse after excuse after excuse. All it's doing is just, you know, it's harassment at the same time. 
each and every one of these motions and each and every one of these court appearances and all of the time that my attorneys are uh, spending in terms of trying to deal with Alejandro Brito, trying to deal with the court in order to get the case moved and the motions heard and so on. It just, it's a financial drain. Um, you know, that's the goal of Trump. It's to bleed out the person on the opposite side in order to send, if not a message to me, it's a message to everyone else. If you go ahead and you speak against me, if you go ahead and you act in a way which I find uh, contrary to my position, I'm going to sue you for $500 million, and you're going to have to do the same thing that Cohen has done, and you're going to have to either figure out how to pay attorneys to appear, how to create a GoFundMe where you have a big enough voice and a big enough vested interest in the outcome of a case as to get individuals to assist and to donate. It's really a horrible thing, you know, for him to have done. You know, I think that the court will ultimately see it that way. And at the end of the day, we will go for sanctions. There's no doubt about that. We should be moving for sanctions as well. Well, you know, unfortunately, to get to the step of sanctions, you have to have the building blocks of what you're doing. And Donald Trump knows that, wants to run out the time and try to drain you of your resources. Cohen, when Biden's motorcade was passing you by, I was referencing how earlier in the show you talked about how Donald Trump fashions himself as a mafia boss, and that's how he acts. That's how the Republican Party acts. You and you have Marjorie Taylor Greene as our government is on the verge of shutting down MAGA Republicans attacking MAGA Republicans. Here's the message that she is putting out Freedom Caucus and Main Street are only two of the five families. It's this cosplay fascism that she is engaged in. Also, she then was walking around. Salty, you were the greatest. Like, you knew I was going to I'm so impressed. I know the graphic. I'm going to call before I even go there. Then Marjorie Taylor Greene called up. We don't script it like this. So Salty didn't even know I was going there anyway. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene walking around the house with her list of demands. And here she is with her list of demands. None of the funds made available by a continuing resolution to fund the government, so none of the funds made available by this act may be used to provide assistance to Ukraine. Two, repealing permanent indefinite appropriations for Special Counsel Jack Smith. Three, prohibiting funding for the new FBI. Four, prohibiting funding for the COVID-19 vaccine, for future COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Five, prohibiting through December 31st, 2024, the imposition of a mask mandate on passengers of air carriers for public transit and in educational settings within the United States. And five, or public transit and an educational setting within the United States. And finally, prohibiting funds from being used to enforce mass mandates. So I think it's a list of let's attack our allies abroad. 
Let's not understand the separation of powers and attack law enforcement. Let's attack the FBI. Let's attack decisions that, let's attack healthcare. Let's attack science. Let's attack decisions that can be made by private businesses. Let's, let's attack decisions that can be made by state and local government. Oh, I thought they were about state rights. I guess that doesn't matter to them at all anymore because it absolutely doesn't. And then let's just attack common sense. That was the list that they are pushing right now. And on that basis, want to shut down the federal government, shut down programs that we all rely on to try to destroy our country for that. You know, what's crazy is oh, if anybody follows President Biden on X, formerly Twitter, he put out a tweet a couple of days ago, and it was very interesting. It was, it was it's really super interesting. I want, I want our brigaders to listen to this. Maganomics <laughs> gives $5.1 trillion in tax cuts that are skewed to the wealthy and to big corporations. And when he says to the wealthy, he's talking about the tenth of the 1%. We're not even talking about the full 1%. It's a part of the 1%. And, the, and at the same time, cut $700 billion dollars from Social Security and one trillion from Medicare. I mean, think about that for a quick second. Why in the world would anyone vote against their own self-interest? These folks that are out there acting all MAGA, acting all Donald, if they take a look to see about MAGAnomics, they will see that everything that's in there goes against them. They're the ones that are going to have to pick up whatever that they, you know, whatever the government can possibly take additional from them because the, the wealthiest of the wealthy will receive the greatest $5.1 trillion in tax cuts. Serious? That is something like, how does anybody in their right mind think that this makes any sense? You are, you are now voting against your own self-interest, which just goes to show you how stupid that they really are. Like I, like I say all the time, you're talking about people with four teeth and three, you know, three brain cells. You know, going back to the mafia uh, analogy I was talking about, you know, this is a clip I show from time to time because it, it was one of the more bizarre things I've, I've, I've just ever seen, and I remember it. This was during the midterms and during, you know, Donald Trump giving all of these rallies. Um, and here you had Kelly Ward, who at the time was the chair of the Arizona Republican Party, and speaking about how they always talk about mafia this, mafia that. Here she was saying, ultra MAGA, I am a proud member of the Orange Mafia. And just watch how the crowd responds to this. Play this clip. Hey, stand up if you're ultra mega! Ultra mega! <laughs> hey, I'm a proud member of the Orange Mafia! Clearance sale. Up to 90% off. Right.
clearance sale. Up to 90% off. Girls. What an idiot. So they use this. And they what use a, this. Seriously, what an idiot. <laughs> that's not someone to be clear, though. That is not someone, actually, with, you know, the description that you gave. She is the, or she was, the chair. The top person in Arizona, the great state of Arizona's Republican Party. And if you look at other states like that, we'll show you this after after the break in a bit. I'll find this clip too. Like, who is the top Republican in Michigan, for example? And it's Christina Caramo who gives these speeches and videos how she has these premonitions of possums being eaten by eagles and therefore it shows the globalists are coming for you and this is why the point and the pushback I always give when people go oh Ben you know you're the, from the leftist liberal channel might as well. what are you even talking about I said what we stand for here more than anything is normalcy, is compassion, and our democracy. In fact, I'm watching that, and this is my constant railing on legacy media, where you see someone goes, I'm the orange mafia! And it's like, and, and you call that conservative. It's like, what the, what the hell is that? It's Magamoron. There's no other way to describe it. Basically, she's looking to fill her coffers off of the back of the Mandarin Mussolini himself, screaming something more ludicrous, more stupid than even Kimberly Gargoyle, right? You know, the best is yet to come. They all have that shrill of a voice. Have you noticed that all of the women that seem to support Trump have that high-pitched shrill of a voice and they like to scream? And then the men, for example, if you start to look at them either on threads or um, or X or any other form of social media, every single picture of them, they all, they literally all have goatees, right? They all claim to be former veterans, police, law enforcement, etc. When none of them are, that the whole thing is just a bunch of bullshit. But this is real, because as you said, you're talking about somebody that in Arizona is the top dog that's over there. And for her to make the statements, there is nothing funny about the concept of, you know, MAGA, you know, MAGA orange mafia. This is not funny. This is the United States government that we're talking about. And rest assured, I don't care how much she screams. I don't care about the handful of applause that she thinks that she got. At the end of the day, there is no way that that MAGA orange mafia can succeed because it literally goes against everything in the Constitution. And we are seeing more and more of the younger people who understand better than we, this new generation of voters, understand certainly a lot better than the, than the older generation that think that 
Donald Trump, white privilege, that this is all normal. The Southern white Christian coalition values, right? Um, you know, right to right to life, uh, impingement upon a woman's choice, you know, a woman's freedom to decide uh, her own body. That these are all okay principles. Well, they're not. And the younger generation, the biggest voting block doesn't see it the way that they do. And that's the important thing then, that political beatdown, Midas Touch Network, Mayor Culpa, this is what we're trying to constantly reinforce to everyone, that this is facts. Facts matter. No more innuendo. And we're going to continue to promote the facts. I mean, don't talk to me about Christian values. What would Jesus do? I'll tell you what Jesus wouldn't do. He wouldn't go to a Beetlejuice, a Broadway show, wherever the hell that Lauren Holbert was, sit there, get, you know, a motorboated while giving a tug and rub to her boyfriend who, you know, in many GOP inner circles are more furious about the fact that he's a Democrat than the fact that there were children and other people inside this theater as she decides to, you know, to to play tug and rub inside and he's sitting there. I mean, this is just, this is certainly not the Christian value. And the funny thing is that she's now blaming it on the Democrats. I don't know how she's doing this, but somehow or another, this is all upon the Democrats for exposing it. And she was going through a lot in her life, as if any of us give a shit. Lauren, we don't. Nobody gives a fuck. At least of all, not me. Right? You sit there, I mean, what are you, a 13-year-old? I mean, these are, these are shit that kids do when they're, when they're young, when their hormones are going crazy. Not when you're a member of Congress. And again, you wear that congressional pin, you stupid asshole. Do you not understand that you're supposed to represent I, the best of America, the people who are supposed to lead their fellow constituents in our government. Instead, you're acting like the two-bit tramp that you are, this wanton, lascivious, common trollop of an asshole who sits there and is once again blaming it. it's never their fault, right? Though she's taking some form of responsibility, it's not really all her fault. It's really crazy. I don't think she's taking any responsibility. And for me, where I think about what Lauren Boebert did, and, and, and GOP in general, the MAGA Republicans especially, is really just the hypocrisy. She goes and she prances on stage, citing Bible verses and Jesus to commit atrocities and take away people's freedoms. And when she didn't, she didn't realize she was being videotaped there. So she thought that she was getting away with that. And so while she wants to tell you how you should live your life and no drag shows, you know, and all, all this stupid stuff, she's there loudly, obnoxiously vaping, blowing vape smoke in the face of a pregnant woman and others around her while engaged in sex acts in a public theater, her first instinct is to lie about it, not take responsibility. Secondly, to then say it was her eccentricity and the fact that it was in Denver, so there were liberals in the audience. And then third, to blame party affiliation and that she didn't check 
that she was actually dating a Democrat before. I want to show you a clip in just a second of what Lauren Boebert just said to TMZ. And I really want to break down what she says, not because I give a shit about Lauren Boebert, but it's the hypocrisy and the language that they use and the constant gaslighting. And the other thing I'll just mention, too, is I'd actually respect to some degree if these Republicans had principles. Even if I disagreed with the principles, at least they would go and they would justify whatever that principle was. So if on a principled basis, they voted against infrastructure, they wouldn't then go run to the infrastructure project that they voted against and pretend that they voted for it. That's my problem. If you want to vote against it, you want to have a debate, I believe infrastructure is good, you believe it's bad, then don't pretend that you voted for it when you voted but against it. Ben, ben, can we, ben, can we not even try to take the mature way right here? Let's stick with the immature Lauren Bovert hyper-hormone that she is. Let's not forget what the Republicans did to Al Franken, a comic who took a photo while somebody was with his with his head by a girl by a girl's backside when she was fully dressed. I mean, how do you compare the two? And they called for his resignation and Democrats allowed it. They allowed a really great guy and a really devoted American to be pushed aside because they thought it was the right thing to do. Do you hear a single Republican turning around and saying, okay, maybe, uh, you know, pulling this guy's putt in the middle of a, of a theater in front of women, men, children is probably enough for us to say she should step down no you don't hear a single thing like that rather they turn around they defend they defend her they will never ask her to do anything and this is again this is nothing this is the person who actually walks around has congressional you know stationary she is a significant representative of our country and the american people so truth be told the only person, or the only people that she represents are the same low-class magamorons that she happens to be. But she's not the only one. Who's the other one? What's her name? Like, uh, Na uh Nancy Mace, whatever? The one who's having the affair with Corey Lewandowski? Can you imagine this shit? Christy, so the one who's there is Christy Nome. Oh, Christy Nome. Oh, yeah, sorry, Nancy. Sorry, Nancy. You have better taste. I mean, Christy Nome. I'm not, well, Nancy Mace. I don't want to give Nancy Mace off the hook, though. Nancy Mace was the one who, just to be clear that they're all like this, Nancy Mace was the one who Donald Trump did not uh, endorse and attacked her. She then went in the midterms in front of Trump Tower, wore a MAGA hat, and said, he endorsed me, he loves me, and then he attacked her. So th 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 there's a lot going on. But, I mean, having an affair with Corey Lewandowski, they're both married, they both have, I think, like five kids each. 
This is fantastic. I mean, this is what the GOP stands for. We will tell you how to behave, but don't even think about getting in my way of having, you know, and if it would, would I mean, would Jesus approve of that? I don't think so, right? I mean, because they are the party of the Bible. They are, right, the party of Southern White Christian Coalition values. They're full of shit. That's the big problem. And they exactly. all need to go. The, the, and the big problem is there are, there is no actual real principles. There is no there, there, there. They'll use whatever it is to justify their raw power grab to take away your freedom. So they believe their originalist interpretation of the Constitution, and so that doesn't suit what they want. Well, then they're a strict textualist, but then that doesn't support it because the Second Amendment actually says it should be a well-regulated much. Well, maybe all the words don't really matter. So maybe it's a state's rights thing. Oh, actually, it's not a state's rights thing. We want the federal government to do abortion bans in liberal states. Uh, States when we want to control women's bodies. So it's a fluctuating scale of no principles that just justify whatever the heck they want to do. But then when we think about it, it's like, who's the there there in the Republican Party who would call out Lauren Boebert? Matt Gates, uh, Jim Jordan, uh, Kevin McCarthy, James Comer, George Santos, Anna Paulina Luna, Paul Gosar. I could go through and name you everyone else, but you get the point. And by the way, we found the clip of Christina Caramo. This is the top, I showed you before, the top Republican in Arizona. I'm going to show you now the top Republican right now in the great state of Michigan, Christina Caramo. Watch this video she made of herself. Play this clip. So I was taking my walk this morning and looked at all the eating a possum. As soon as I saw that, you know what I thought about? Us, the American people, as the possum, and the vulture is the globalist political left. And the sad part about it is most people don't realize sad it because they distract you with a bunch of little stupid stuff like, look at that misogyny, look at that homophobia, look at that racism, the poor people, we're going to help you all. So people are like, oh, they're for the little guys and I'm little, so they're going to help me. It's a distraction. It is a ruse. They're trying to set up a globalist system with one economic, one religious, and one political system for us all to adhere to in America is in the way of that. That's why they hate Donald Trump so much. He's getting in the way of their agenda. And they use these foolish little celebrities to sell it to you guys that don't you care about people to stop guns? What is the Second Amendment for? You really trust governments that much to not kill us? Quit being naive. Stalin, Mao, Hitler, okay, uh, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara. Governments have done atrocious things to their people. Are you that naive to think it can never happen here? She's the most powerful Republican in the state of Michigan. Not like a random person. The most powerful. I want to let everybody know as well. And this is big. Michael Cohen's first meet and greet with all of our patrons. There it is right there. If you want to meet Michael Cohen, if you've ever wanted to meet him directly, that will take place Wednesday, September 20th. Uh, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Put that up one more time. Salty, you got to go to patreon.com slash political beatdown. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash political beatdown.
You'll get to ask Cohen and me if you want to ask me anything. Anything will be on there for an hour. That is the first meet and greet at the Beatdown Club at patreon.com slash political beatdown. We don't have outside investors here, so the way we grow this platform is through our Patreons. Check that out. We've got a lot more show I want to discuss. Also, Donald Trump attacking, quote, liberal Jews on Rush Hashanah, posting QAnon memes. Also, some more from that bizarre interview Donald Trump did. I guess I'm being generous by calling it bizarre on Meet the Press. Also, Rudy Giuliani got sued $1.3 million by his former law firm, Michael Cohen. Warned them. He warned everybody. Warned Giuliani. We'll talk about that after this quick break. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by Feeling uneasy about your financial future? You need a partner that helps lighten the load. Welcome to Global Wake Up Sheep. <laughs> Not funny, Trista. You said that to Jewish people on Russian, Russian. My God, match and the energy. Get into it. You know, I think we all have to make uh, Lauren Bubert, you know, um, a little, a little slap. You know, her and her, you know, her guy there. What was his name? Professor Flexi Jerkoff. They actually didn't think they were going to Beetlejuice. They thought they were going to beat off juice. They thought that this was some sort of a triple X show. Next thing they know, there they are. I mean, she's sitting. In you know, getting, you know, getting motorboated. It may not 100% be her fault. They may have been thinking it. I think we all have to maybe cut Lauren Google to, you know, um, a little, a little slack, you know, her and her, you know, her guy there. What was his name? Professor Flexi. They actually didn't think they were going to. They thought they were going to beat off juice. They thought that this was some sort of a triple X show. Next thing they know, there they are. I mean, she's sitting in her, her they dressed, you know, getting, you know, getting motorboated. It may not 100% be her fault. They may have been thinking they were going to something else other than Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's a new idea. We can leave that to the patreon.com uh, slash political beatdown discussion. I do want to talk about, you know, these posts, though, from Donald Trump, and we, you know, it just gets ignored very frequently by legacy media, and I think it's, in, just like, just think about this, and I want everybody out there, when I discuss this, to imagine if it was President Biden who posted this just once, because the media treats President Biden that if he is not freaking perfect every single day, that it's chaos and disorder and, oh my God, the world's falling down. But Donald Trump 
who engages in disqualifying, disastrous conduct every single day the media normalizes. This is, in the last two days, this is what Donald Trump posted on his social media platform. Just a quick reminder for liberal Jews who voted to destroy America and Israel because you believe false narratives. Let's hope you learn from your mistake and make better choices moving forward. And then below that it says, Wake up, sheep. What Nazi anti-Semite ever did this? And then Donald Trump signs this image that he's posting on his social media platform. Signs clearly one of the greatest anti-Semites of our time, Trump 2020, and that's how he signs it. I think MidasTouch.com was one of the only media outlets that covered this. Meanwhile, you have an ABC reporter, for example, covering that he yelled at President Biden, hey, will you be pardoning Hunter across a cemetery as President Biden was visiting the cemetery where numerous, his wife, his son, his daughter are buried. That's what ABC is focused on. NBC gives Donald Trump that platform on Meet the Press. You've got Washington Post putting out articles that say Donald Trump is keeping a distance from the impeachment inquiry of President Biden. There are actual posts that Donald Trump puts on the social media platform on an almost daily basis, either reposting Marjorie Taylor Greene calling for the impeachment inquiry or Trump saying in capital letters, impeach the thumb, exclamation point. So this stuff is a clear and present danger. And guess what? Clear and present. It's right there in front of our faces. Too bad Jack Smith ain't got no balls. It's really, it's a sad commentary. And we allow the media to do things like this. First of all, whether you agree with everything that Joe Biden is doing or you agree with most of what he's doing, whatever it is that he's doing, he's doing it in his belief that it is for the benefit of the American people. Unlike Trump, who only wants to do things that benefit him, not even his family, though they manage to be benefiting pretty well themselves, uh, you know, to boot. But this is all about what Donald can get out of America. Not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. That's his ideology. And the sickness of like the Lauren Bloberts and the Holberts and the Comers and the Jim Begg Jordans and the Ted Cruz's. I mean, these these individuals see themselves as part of this master class where they will ultimately be the rulers under the king, that they will be the royals, so to speak. I mean, this is really a very scary time for all of us. But I do want to go because, you know, every show, of course, we have to have our two fingers salute. And nobody, of course, deserves it more than Lauren Blobert. I mean, <laughs> as she's sitting there trying to, you know, <laughs> to, you know to, to beat up on the beetle. I mean, this is just absolutely pathetic in front of men, women, children, the vaping, the disrespect, having to be relieved, you know, removed from the location. There is nobody who deserves it more right now than Lauren <laughs> Hober. So Lauren, 
fuck you, all right, for embarrassing the United States of America, for embarrassing not just the citizens of your, your constituents, but all of the United States of America. The entire world is watching you, all right, as you're sitting there playing 12-year-old with this man, right? I mean, for God's sake, there's, there's really no words to describe your actions and the disrespect that you are bringing to the Congress, to the United States of America, and to the rest of us. So for that, you get the two-finger salute. Fuck you. <laughs> I think you found some words to describe it, though, in all fairness. I think you meant... <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite the, uh, the orator. <laughs> I, I want to show the compare and contrast here, though, as well, because as Donald Trump's posting threats, like the one I just read, threatening liberal Jews, as I said, if you imagine, if President Biden posted just once on Twitter, just a quick reminder for conservative Jews, clearly one of the greatest anti-Semites signed Joe Biden. Could you imagine? I wouldn't support President Biden if he did that. After all of the things that I support him for doing, he'd lose my support. I would say that's disqualifying. Yet, yeah, I would think so, right? And, 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 mean, and every legacy media would cover that. And by the way, on the same day, Donald Trump posted this as well. It's a QAnon meme um, from someone named Spiritual Street Fighter 17. You see on the left, there's a Q right there. And QAnon is a death cult that believes Donald Trump will conduct public executions of a democratic cabal. Also, we covered it on MidasTouch.com. No legacy media covers that. Here's what Donald Trump said about Vladimir Putin and basically if he was elected, how he would sell out Ukraine and he would give Crimea and other parts of Ukraine to Putin. I want to show you what Trump said on the NBC interview and then I want to compare it to what President Biden said earlier in the day at the United Nations. First, Donald Trump. Play the clip. Some people hear you say you're going to end the war in 24 hours, yeah. and they worry that means President Putin is going to get to keep no, the no, territory no. he's unlocked. I'd make a fair deal for everybody. Nope. I'd make Doesn't mean that? Deal. Wouldn't that's be a win for Putin? You know, that's something that could have been negotiated because there were certain parts, Crimea and other parts of the country, that a lot of people expected could happen. You could have made a deal. So they could have made a deal where there's less ter territory right now than Russia's already taken, to be honest. And you could have made a deal where nobody was killed, they had a deal, they would have had a Ukraine country. Now nobody even knows if Ukraine is going to be totally taken over. I will say this, something's going on and it's not good for Ukraine. I want to ask you. I wouldn't say this, now let me compare that though to President Biden at the United Nations. Play this clip. For the second year in a row, this gathering dedicated to peaceful resolution of conflicts is darkened by the shadow of war. An illegal war of conquest brought without provocation by Russia against its neighbor Ukraine. Like every nation in the world, the United States wants this war to end. No nation wants this war to end more than Ukraine. And we strongly support Ukraine in its efforts to bring about a diplomatic resolution that delivers just and lasting peace. Russia alone, Russia alone bears responsibility for this war. Russia alone has the power to end this war immediately. And it's Russia alone that stands in the way of peace because the Russia's price for peace is Ukraine's capitulation, Ukraine's territory, 
and Ukraine's children. Russia believes that the world will grow weary and allow it to brutalize Ukraine without consequence. But I ask you this, if we abandon the core principles of the United States to appease an aggressor, can any member state in this body feel confident that they are protected? If we allow Ukraine to be carved up, is the independence of any nation secure? I respectfully suggest the answer is no. We have to stand up to this naked aggression today and deter other would-be aggressors tomorrow. That's why the United States, together with our allies and partners around the world, will continue to stand with the brave people of Ukraine as they defend their sovereignty and territorial integrity and their freedom. If your business idea is going to require capital uh, to get it off the ground, you might be asking yourself, how the hell do I start? Yeah, how do you start? Contrast you know, they must be fucking relieved. They don't. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't. Fucking tyrants out there. The laughing stock. He's a buffoon. And the other guy, and I'm referring to Trump, in case that there's a bunch of maggots that want to troll on the comments. I'm referring to Trump, who's a freaking buffoon, who doesn't know what he's talking about, who just who refused to even take briefings to learn. He doesn't read. So everything is what he thinks. And it's, there's no, it's At not predicated moment. on facts. It's just on his gut reaction. Here's the biggest problem. Then you have someone like Joe Biden, who is, as you always say, Ben, he's empathetic, he's caring, he's got a heart. He He's trying to show America for it's beauty for who we are. We are an empathetic, caring nation, a democracy. That's not what Trump is trying to say. In fact, and you can Google this if you don't believe what I'm saying. One of the things Trump said on this Meet the Press was that day one, if he became president again, he would actually invade Mexico, which is kind of similar to what Putin did in Ukraine, right, with Crimea. He rolled it through the borders, and then he's claiming that Mexico can't handle the cartels. The cartels are really Mexico, and that we would have the right, in order to, to defend ourselves, to roll our tanks in and to take over Mexico. I mean, do people not see the authoritarian in Donald, the, the maniacal, mon uh, monarchical sort of wannabe dictator Fuhrer that he that he really latent is I mean I don't understand how you can and it's not me saying it I don't want people for a second to think that this is Michael Cohen saying this about Donald Trump no this is Michael Cohen repeating what Donald Trump said to a major news outlet about Mexico I mean this is who he is. He's not hiding it. Another thing that he had said in the past was that he wants to rewrite the Constitution. Could you imagine this buffoon trying to rewrite the Constitution in what? In fucking crayons? 
He's going to turn around and he wants to get rid of the legislative branch and the, ju and the judiciary and that all power should lie in the hands of the executive branch. Now stop for a second and think what he's really saying here. Get rid of the judiciary as far as a, you know, as far as a checks and balance. Get rid of the legislative um, branch as far as a checks and balance and put all the power into the hands of the executive branch. Well, here's the thing. He would be the head of the executive branch. Therefore, he becomes what? The king. I mean, that's exactly what he's looking for. And he will redo all of this stuff in his opinion by executive order. And thinking that he has control over the Supreme Court in the event that somebody tries to challenge it, but it doesn't matter because he has already executive ordered the loss of the right by the Supreme Court for the legislature in order to stop him. I mean, this is how scary things are right now. And that's why I constantly say it is so important to ensure that you are registered. It's so important to ensure that you pass political beatdown, Midas Touch Network, Maya Culpa. It's so important that you pass this along to your friends so that they could hear from people like myself and from Ben and others that are on the network. You could hear facts and you could hear insiders' information on exactly, because nobody knows Trump better than I. You're hearing from me exactly what's going on inside that head of his. Let me tell you something. It's an ugly, dark dumpster fire. You know, when you watch that speech given by President Biden, intelligent, compassionate, yeah. dark, media is not going to cover it that way, even though that's what is there? I mean, if he wasn't, if he was stumbling over his words like Donald Trump did, you know, Donald Trump said that President Biden was going to start World War II. Donald Trump said that he believed he ran against Obama in 2016 and was running against Obama again. Donald Trump said, hey, you ben, did you hear? did you hear Donald turn around and say that, that if Biden wins again, that he's going to create a war that we are going to enter into World War II? A war that you've never, ever, ever wanted expected. And so somebody really needs to explain to me that World War II is over and that we won. I mean, this is how little that the man actually knows. And this is the one who is cognitively, in his opinion, genius. Man, he claims that you need an ID to buy a loaf of bread. He wasn't saying he was being serious. I, I want to read this to you though right now because President Biden while he's been in New York he's been doing some fundraisers through his campaign side of things and held a uh, campaign event at Broadway he was asked some questions and just so you understand how self-aware he is of the situation and how sharp he is here's what he said at this event he says a lot of people seem focused on my age Believe me, I know better than anyone, he said, going on to use his experience as a rationale for his re-election. Quote, when this nation was flat on its back, I knew what to do. He said, on Ukraine, I knew what to do to rebuild alliances. When democracy was at stake, I knew what to do. He said, on the 2020 election, he declared, quote, we won convincingly, clearly, and without question. 
notwithstanding court challenges and an insurrection. He said he was running to protect the right to choose and to love who you love. Quote, I'm running because there are people banning books, he declared. He said across America, hate groups have been emboldened. He vowed, quote, I will not side with dictators like Putin, adding that, quote, maybe Trump and his friends will. Quote, I'm running because democracy is at stake in 2024, he said. Donald Trump and his MAGA Republicans are determined to destroy democracy, he said. Quote, I don't believe America is a dark, negative nation. Donald Trump does, he continued. He cited Trump's line, quote, I am your retribution, Trump said. And then Biden concluded by saying, did you ever think in your lifetime you'd hear a president of the United States speak like that, he asked. It's important that we amplify those messages. I know legacy media wants to continue to talk about, oh, Biden didn't perfectly solve every single thing ever, but he's self-aware, he's sharp, and it was the same thing. You remember the debates in 2020 where MAGA Republicans and the media fueled this narrative, oh, he's in his basement, 